Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every strong soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. We're here to share resources and experts on topics important to you, the military family. Join us. We've got another great episode starting right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and Robin Boyd has the day off, and we've got a great show for you today. We're going to be visiting with Dr. Rosalind Sadaka. Now, she is an ex- expert in high-conflict divorce. She's an expert in high-conflict relationships, and we know that some of our most lovable high-conflict personalities end up in the military, end up serving, and what makes them great in command can make them not so great in the household or in the kitchen. Uh, So we're going to have a lot of fun talking with Dr. Rosalind today. But before we uh, get to that, I'd like to uh, remind everybody that we're getting near holiday season. So Operation Gratitude, that's opgrat.com, operationgratitude.com is putting their drive out. And there's some neat things that you guys can do. You know, yes, they always need money. So send money in because it costs us, I think, 12 bucks to send one of these packages overseas to the service members. But you can can get your service member's name on the list to receive a care package. You can also send in your kids' artwork. You know, we get so much artwork from the kids today that um, they make, especially in elementary school, fold it over, turn it into a holiday card, uh, have your kids write, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from, you know, Indiana, Arkansas, you know, Alabama, wherever you are, New Mexico. Uh, The troops love it. I have seen, I've been in these uh, packaging, um, whatever, packaging things where you, we all stand in line and everybody hand packs these care packages, you know, hundreds of thousands of care packages. Um, and it's really fun when the kids' artwork comes in and gets slotted in there, you know, with a magazine, with some food, with some treats, with some toys, you know, things like that that help keep our troops entertained overseas. Um, I'd also like to take a moment because one of our listeners, Sally, she is this amazing, amazing quilter, uh, on the East Coast, and she's a regular listener to our show, and she's contributed to some of the segments. I wanted to honor her today and her family because her son, his name is Derek Selfridge, he was sworn into the Air Force today. And I make my promise to anyone listening who's a regular listener, if you send in your son or daughter, want us to honor them on the air, we really want to honor Derek today. Uh, The Air Force is better having him. So congratulations, Sally. Congratulations, Derek and his whole entire family, because we know more than anyone on Military Mom Talk Radio that when one family serves or one family member serves, the whole family serves. So well done, Derek. We wish you uh, only the best up, up and away from your friends here at Military Mom Talk Radio. Now, we have a great guest today, and 
you know, she is wonderful talking about high conflict parenting, high conflict divorce. Uh, these are issues that affect our military family. You know, divorce is at a high rate. It's, you know, all military families have some tough conditions to deal with that most families will never face. The upheaval, the reentry, all of those different things that cause, um, cause our families to have crisis. And then you throw in the mix that a lot of our high conflict personalities, and you know, you know who I'm talking about, uh, they are attracted to military careers for very obvious reasons. Those skill sets that they employ to fight, to get the job done, to persevere are really great for, um, you know, they're really great for their jobs, but they may not be so great for our families. And I'd like to bring on uh, Dr. Rosalind Sadaka mm-hmm. because we know many of you do not want to sign up for different therapies. You don't want things on your uh, military record. We totally get that here. So that's why we're committed to bringing on these experts so that we can get education across to you guys. We can get skills. We can get opportunities to you that you may not be able to get because of the specific conditions you work on in the military environment and the military family. Dr. Rosalind, I'm so happy to have you here today because, you know, the military family really struggles, especially with respect to high conflict divorce and high conflict parenting situations. And I would love for you to give a bird's eye view of what is high conflict person? What is a high conflict personality? How can we, um, you know, how can we identify them in our own families? Okay, well, that's a tall order, but we'll see what we can do. And thank you so much for inviting me today. Um, when, when we're talking about high conflict personalities, we're talking about people who generally have large egos in the sense that um, they view the world so strongly from their own perspective that it's harder for them to see it through the eyes of anyone else. And usually people who are more compassionate and giving and serving have an understanding of what life is like through other people's eyes and experiences. But when you don't, then you see everything from the perspective of how it affects you and you alone. And so when someone steps on your toes or may do something that you feel isn't right or according to your rules, then there's less tolerance and understanding and patience for the imperfections of others, and that makes for a more difficult personality to deal with, especially in relationship issues, whether it's a spouse or whether it's a parent. Well, and, and Dr. Roz, tell me this, you know, I, it's my belief, you know, having been married to a high conflict person, there are some upsides to this personality, especially within a, a military job, but, but that might not travel over too great to the family. Well, you're, you're right. And you mentioned that very well in your introduction, um, there, you, you are very focused and you have a strong determination and to a commitment to what you want to do, and you definitely are very capable of getting the job done. You are able to deal, in many cases, better with conflict around you and with circumstances that are very stress-filled. 
the problem is sometimes unwinding makes it more and more difficult. And in military families, we often see that there is a big difference between someone on the job and then when they get back home. And it, it's hard to change perspectives and change focus and calm down several notches so that you're talking to your spouse and to your children in a different way. So it, it becomes a challenge in, in military families in particular. Well, and I think that carries over, too, to sometimes police and fire and law, because I hear, you know, I live in a town that's full of uh, police and fire. So, you know, I hear that a lot, like, you know, hey, we're not on your crew. Hey, we're not on your shift. Or, you know, my friends who are married to lawyers come home, and male and female. It's not just a male per perspective, but they're like, look, I'm not on trial here. I'm just in the kitchen trying to figure out what to make for dinner. <laughs> yes, and and you're you're very right. Uh, many many professions we we bring home the mindset that's very effective when we're on the job, and it is a difficult transition to to bring it in other levels. Even, I even heard Doctor Phil say that his own wife has said to him, "Don't you, Doctor Phil, me?" Oh, so, <laughs> don't you love Robin? She's so funny. Yeah, so, so you know, we, we, many people experience that. It's just that when you're dealing with high-conflict personalities, they don't have that turn-off button as accessible to themselves or to the other people that they're around, and that makes life much more difficult, especially if there's a hair-trigger temper or, or someone who, who goes from calm to explosive too quickly and can't um, go back down again. That's when they will act before they think, and they will react especially before they think things through. And sometimes they're the same personality who will beg your forgiveness and apologize, and I'm sorry, it'll never happen again, but next time they're triggered, it happens just as quickly because that's the automatic, that's the programming that they're on, and they haven't learned skills. One can change any personality traits that are too extreme if one has skills, if one has the ability to master tools and, and skills. So we, could, we could train ourselves, we could teach ourselves things, but if we don't have those skills and we don't have a mindset that wants to, that's when it makes it very difficult for other people around us because they can be clobbered along the way. Well, they can be and, you know, and, and unintentionally clobbered, you know, that's the one thing, you know, that I want to emphasize today, you know, we are teaching our soldiers, our airmen, our, you know, um, seamen, everybody is taught to do certain things. And these things that are necessary are also very difficult to bring home in the household. And it's not always conducive for your military man or woman to come home and, you know, switch gears easily. We know that's tough. One of my friends told me, uh, he's a, a general actually, and he said, you know, Stan, it was like driving an 18-wheeler. I had to shift into first gear in my command. I had to shift into second gear in my personal life. Then I had to have another gear for my wife. And he said, you know, I've got four teenagers and I'd rather be in Iraq than, you know, <laughs> raising the four teenagers. That was easier for 
for me. And in some ways it was because he could just be all authoritarian over in Iraq and tell everybody what to do. And, you know, they're not going to lip back like a teenager will. And so he said, you know, it was like shifting these 18 gear truck. You know, every time he talked to his each individual kid, it was like a different gear. And then he's got enough another gear for his his parents. So, you know, we're not saying that this is easy. We're not saying that it's perfect. We're not saying that it's something you can necessarily do as a military mom, spy, spouse, aunt, grandmother, friend, dad, whatever. So when we come back from the break, we are going to talk about what can you do? What can you do from your end if you're in a high conflict uh, relationship with someone who is this way and, and does have this command authority uh, in their job and brings it back into the household? Because we know that when one of the dynamics change, everything else has to shift around it. I'm here with Dr. Rosalind Sadaka. This is Military Mom Talk Radio. More after the break. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, 
Hey, mamas. This is Sandra Beck. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and Robin Boyd has the day off. Now, I have to tell you, you guys, I'm known for getting people's rank wrong. Well, today I got uh, Rosalind Sadaka's rank wrong. She is not a doctor. However, I'm going to say, with all the guests that I've had on, she has as much knowledge as more uh, than anyone. So we're just going to give you the Military Mom Talk Radio honorary title, like because I think universities <laughs> can give out you know, honorary doctorates. We've given you your honorary doctorate and we thank you for all that you've done for not only military families but the rest of us that are in high conflict relationships and divorce well i'm honored thank you (laughs) there you go so we're all clear so we're you know we're ready to move forward um Rosalind, when people are in a high conflict relationship like i know what happened to me i and it's funny because, you know, I'm a big mouth on the radio, but in my personal life, I got quieter and quieter and quieter. And, you know, it just wasn't worth the effort. It wasn't worth the fight. It wasn't worth the argument. And unfortunately, I started teaching my children to put up and shut up. Um, and that's not good. That's not good in the active, like living, breathing dynamic. That's a relationship. Um but how do we speak back to somebody who says my way or the highway? And if you don't, you know, you don't comply or you don't follow suit, you know, I'm going to make it miserable for everybody. And well, that's, that's a great question. Um, one thing to do is remember to pick your battles. Not everything is worth getting into full gear and high energy over. So pick battles that you know you have to stand up for, whether you're standing up for yourself or for your children, and those are the ones that, that you step up to the plate on. And, and a lot of other things, can you can slack off and just it isn't worth the hassle. Number two, it's good to have conversations in advance when, when mm-hmm. you're in peaceful times and create some guidelines in the relationship with you and the high-conflict personality. For example, maybe you have a code word that you choose when either you or, let's say, he is um, feeling that they're starting to, their blood pressure is going up, their blood's starting to boil over, and you, you pick a word. It could be a very abstract word, kangaroo, for, for for example, something that wouldn't ordinarily be used, but when someone says kangaroo, you both know what that means. Very often, if you teach your partner that they can warn in advance and let you know that they're starting to erupt because we may not always realize what's going on in our partner, it it forces them to be aware and they can choose to calm down or you could choose to do something else, like leave the house and say, okay, if, 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 you're, if you're so uptight about this conversation, let's postpone it until another time when you can calm down. Or I need to take a walk now so, so I don't get any, any more angry about this. Um, having that kind of code word can be very, very helpful in just giving you both an awareness that you're stepping into the red zone. You're stepping into... A, a hole that that may be too deep to dig out of. So well, and that also- code word I think Rosalind is so important because it works with your kids too. Like you know, they have yes. my kids have a very high conflict dad. So whenever we're in a scenario, and in, in, you know, I'm divorced from the high conflict dad, but when we're in a co-parenting situation, and I see that my kids are being kids, and they 
it's not going to benefit them to keep being kids. I'll say something like, oh my gosh, I need to go get a Diet Coke. And as soon as I use the word Diet Coke with my two kids, that is their code word when mommy says this, because I don't normally walk around town going, I need a Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. That's the code word for them to go, okay, you know, knock it off because it's not going to work. Like dad's not in a frame of mind or anything to listen to you or for you to get your needs met at this point. And so we use that as a way of, and now my kids are old enough, they can read their dad for themselves. Mm -hmm. But when they were younger, they're just, you know, insistent. And it was just the blast back that was going to happen wouldn't work for any of us. So that was our Mm -hmm. code work. That's excellent. It, It really is very effective. And as long as everyone is in agreement to know what that word is, That alone can sometimes make a shift in everything that's happening because what you said earlier was very true. When one person shifts, everyone in the family um, has to shift accordingly, and that's where you come in, having the wisdom to be listening to um, your show on an ongoing basis and picking up all the wisdom you're sharing gives, gives a military mom the opportunity to have more insight and awareness and skill to do things that ordinarily other people would not know. So that is really terrific. And you you want to remember that when someone is in a highly charged state, they are not hearing what you're saying clearly, and logic never works. This is an emotional state. Whatever happened, something emotionally triggered that person beyond the point where you could be rational. So you you have to really remain calm if you're going to stay in that environment and and see if you could have a communication. And then you need to acknowledge what that person is saying or or you think they're feeling. Because when, when someone is feeling hurt or upset or angry or frustrated or any of the emotions that get us to, to charge into uh, being very volatile, behind it is some feeling that they were wronged. And if you can identify that wronged emotion, that feeling, early on, it very often will, will calm them and keep them from boiling over just by saying something like, I, I think, I think you, you were feeling hurt by what I said, or it, it sounds to me like when, when Johnny did this, it, it made you very upset, or uh, am, I, am I hearing that, that you're so angry at me because I did this and that? Just trying to capture what it was that is creating the, the volatile experience. And well, and I'm going to buzz it, in and here. If the, for What's just that? for a second, I want to buzz in here really before you go on to your yeah. next thought, because one of the big hot buttons that I hear with my military sisters is the disrespect. And, you know, I've had to step in a couple of times and say, look, you know, Max or Zach, they didn't mean any disrespect to you. They just are six and they have their own opinion or they're just six and this is what they do. Exactly. Um, but respect is such, you know, it's hammered, hammered, hammered into yes. our military personnel. So what I found is if I can get to the disrespect issue, 
a lot of times I can get them to switch around saying, hey, you know what, this isn't, you know, your troops disrespecting you. This isn't, you know, your kids disrespecting you. This is just a kid being a kid. And, you know, or I'm sorry, you know, but I'm not, you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful to you, but this is my opinion. All of a sudden, when they shift out of I've been disrespected, you know, if you can catch it ahead of time, you know, that's what you're talking about, about the hurt. Exactly. You know, but that- military speak, I think it's a lot more about disrespect. I think you're right, and I think disrespect is one of the hot buttons. And so by identifying it quickly and saying, I, I hope you didn't feel disrespected by, by what I just said or what Johnny just said, that, that alone, because what you're doing is touching a, on the hot button itself. And very often, w- without even thinking, the person who's feeling that way will just relax because they know they're feeling they're being heard that they're being acknowledged, what, even if you don't agree with it, and very often we don't, but by identifying what they're feeling, it just diffuses the tension, and then they could go on to, to listen or accept an apology or change, change the tone of the conversation or clarify what the, what the conversation was about because they get so caught up in that first feeling of being disrespected, for example, that they're not hearing anything else, and, and the whole conversation gets gets dissolved. It, it, so, being able to quickly identify what what the feeling is that's behind the rage is is a very good way of trying to cancel out the energy before it gets too hot. Otherwise, you have to step away. You have to protect yourself. You have to protect your children. You have to say that we're, we can no longer talk with you. You're not in a state that we could be talking to you with. Right, and, and that's a um, good time to kick them out and tell them to go to the gym, go for a run, burn off some steam, whatever, you know, because we've only got a couple minutes before break, but I wanted to share with our listeners, girls, it's as simple as saying, I'm not going to fight with you. You know, a lot of you are married to trained fighters. It just logical. You're married to a trained fighter. You're in a relationship with a trained fighter, a person trained to fight. So if you don't fight with them and you you employ some of these techniques that Rosalind's talking about, or you employ the technique that I used, I didn't say to him, I'm not going to fight with them. I just stopped. I stopped arguing. I stopped having a comment back. I stopped and I said to myself in my head, I will not engage you in this fight. I will not, you know, give you the satisfaction to get your frustration out or whatever it is. I'm not going to engage with you in this moment because you are not in a place that you can really engage back with me in a way that's going to benefit either our relationship or our children. Because studies have shown that children that watch parents fight those children experience um, elements of post-traumatic stress response like a soldier does on the field. So we don't want to bring the battlefield into the household. We want to leave the battle on the battlefield, and we want to either remove ourselves, remove our children, or remove our partner. Tell them to go run. Tell them to go work out. You know, do whatever they need to do to get their energy level down so they can come back and we can all have, you know, a great rest of the day and we can figure out, you know, what's going on here. Because 
not everything has to be a battle. We're visiting today with high-conflict divorce and high-conflict parenting expert Rosalind Sadaka. This is Sandra Beck, and this is Military Mom Talk Radio. Now, there are more shows like this that can help you. If you go to MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, if you go to iTunes, look up Military Mom Talk Radio. Um, if you go to Toginet, that's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com, you can find these shows. You can find information to help your family starting today because you can't change your spouse. You can't change the military structure. You can't change so much about your military lifestyle. But what you can do is start changing some things inside of you so that everything else shifts. Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk with Rosalind Sadaka more about some shifts we can make. We can shift ourselves. We can even help our children shift. And that overall makes for a better military family. So you're not going to miss what comes back after the break. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. LinkedIn. It's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show. Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. Shh, listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. 
Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and Robin Boyd has the day off, and we're visiting with Rosalind Sadaka. She is a high-conflict specialist, high-conflict divorce, high-conflict parenting. Any of you who are in a high-conflict relationship will know it because there's lots of fighting. There's lots of argument. You might hear, I'm right, you're wrong. They might have an inability to say they're sorry. Uh, They think they're better than everybody else. And what makes them often great at their job as trained fighters, you know, your spouse or your partner or the kid's parent, mom or dad is a trained fighter. They are trained to fight. So it's a little bit unreasonable, I think, for us to expect that, you know, they don't use fighting to solve their problems in the home. And so, but there's a line, uh, Rosalind, and this is the, the line I crossed, you know, when I filed for divorce, when I came to the realization that my ex was not willing to change. He didn't think that he was at all at fault. There was never an I'm sorry. And no matter how much I shifted, I couldn't shift enough to accommodate somebody who wouldn't take even the smallest responsibility for their actions or that they may play a part in some of this ongoing conflict, that's when I knew for me it was time to pull the plug. And I would love your opinion on this. Well, that's that's totally true. There has to be a point at which you realize that you are endangering yourself and your children by staying in a relationship with someone who really doesn't want to take responsibility for their behaviors. Everyone can change and shift, but only if they choose. And so it's very important to keep in mind uh, the analogy, if you're in a hole, the first thing to do is stop digging. And you, you reach that point when you realize that, that the same thing is going on again and again, and, and you're not making any progress, but you're just getting deeper and deeper in that hole. That's the point when you have to um, jump out and say, I'm ready to start over again. And that isn't easy. It's especially difficult in high-conflict relationships because some of the most dangerous and difficult parts are at the part when you're just ready to leave or right after you've left because the personality does, of, of a high-conflict individual does not want to take a loss or have you take responsibility for doing something. They want to be controlling and manipulating and, and um, being, being the dominant figure. So they don't make it easy. And fortunately, um, there are more resources available today than ever before to get safety, to get protection, to, to get um, resources you really need to plan in advance. But something you said earlier is very important that I want to reemphasize, and that is children who are exposed to high conflict in any relationship are hurt emotionally and psychologically and damaged on a very deep level. So staying together in a, in a relationship for the sake of the kids is not the optimum thing for children if you're in a relationship where there's high conflict because it, it's too damaging for the children. No one advocates divorce, but divorce is very much better and healthier for families if there's high levels of conflict that are around the children and the children can't be protected from it. So one way or another, you have to gauge, and, and, and it's good to get the help of a coach, of a therapist, of a support group, 
there are resources on the Internet and in local communities so that you can take advantage of support networks. It is so much easier to do things when you have other people, especially other women who have been through it. And women need other women, and more than ever when you're going through a difficult, challenging situation that that affects your family and your well-being. And these are women who've gone through it. You're, you don't have to recreate the wheel. They know the dangers. They know the, the techniques. They know the steps. They know the resources to turn to. And when you have that at, at your disposal, it just makes it so much easier. So you want to plan and prepare in advance. Don't do anything without thinking it through so that all the details are well-planned, financial situations, living in residential situations, work and support situations for for yourself, everything along those lines. It is a difficult and challenging time, but if it's something that, that you are prepared to do because you know it's the right thing for you, you don't have to do it alone. Well, that's the key is to prepare. You know, when I was ready to pull the plug on mine, my marriage, my relationship, it was choreographed. You know, many of mm-hmm. you have military benefits. Many of you are might be living on base. So there are specific concerns, you know, that I didn't have to face being, you know, a company owner in my own home. You know, I didn't have to make a whole lot of those residential type changes. But the issues that came up at play for me were health insurance for me, health insurance for my kids. Um, you know, everybody's going to have a different list of those. So you want to get Ready. This is not something, you know, it's always funny to me, and not in a haha way, uh, Rosalind, that I watch brides prepare for years. They agonize yes. over hairstyles and dresses, and who's going to be my bridesmaid? Who's going to do all this stuff? But yet, when they're ready to pull the plug on their marriage, they think you just walk out or you're just mm-hmm. done. Um, so the same amount of so preparation true. and care that we put into getting married, we need to prepare and put into getting unmarried. Because the one thing I will tell you after being married to a high conflict person and then not being married to one, I might have had more money, more prestige, more opportunity for certain things in my marriage but what I didn't have post marriage now, because it's, you know, it's struggle for me as a single mom. There's different struggles and different factors that I have to deal with. But the one thing that I think will resonate with anyone listening today in a high conflict divorce that's worth every single penny, I always say there's a price to peace and I'm willing to pay it. And I have peace when my kids and I are at home, you know, when my dad is living with me or not living with me, we have peace. We have peaceful dinners, no argument. There's nobody coming late, nobody causing an upset. We go to sleep at night. We watch TV. We we share what what we're going to watch for TV. We get up in the morning and everybody is at peace. And the one thing, um, Rosalind, that I will say the high conflict personality gives you no peace. Right. That's and that's the thing I pray for every day is most of all is peace too because there there's nothing like it especially if you've lived a life with high conflict individuals. Absolutely. And I just want to reemphasize the importance that all of that you've spoken about if you're a parent, if children are involved, then there's so much more at stake 
and you have to prepare even more carefully, and you have other beings to take care of. And on top of it all, you have to be sure that you're not disparaging or putting down the high-conflict individual who is the parent that your children very often may may still love and, and feel very close to. So well, one, sure. of the, one of the rules in, in if you decide to get a divorce is that you don't bring your children in and share with them adult information. You don't make them the, your confidence and explain that Daddy did this and that and that's why this is happening. You don't blame. You don't put down you don't disrespect, and you don't ever make the kids feel that, that um, they have to feel torn between loving mom and dad. And that's a hard thing to do because you may have spent years trying to decide whether or not to leave a relationship, and when you finally do, you could be so filled with your own anger and rage and, and hurt and pain, and it's so easy to let all of that fall out on your kids and if you do too much, your children end up parenting you. They take on the responsibility because their their mother is so emotionally distraught that she's not taking care of herself or them. That is not the way you want things to go, and that's why it's so important to take the time to prepare and develop a support system that's going to be there for you and especially for your children. Right, because you're going to want to talk about the things that are going on. That's why you have girlfriends. That's why you have a meeting group. That's why you have a therapist, if you can can do that. You know, that's why you have your mom or your aunts. You know, go ahead and, and, and talk to them about everything. The one phrase that I found really helpful, um, and gosh, Rosalind, this show goes so fast, we're almost ready to break. Um, the one phrase that I find most helpful in my household is, well, that's your father. You know, it's mm. not anything. I'm not saying pro, I'm not saying negative, you know, it's just, that's your father, or that's what your father does, or these are the things your dad does, you know, this is what I do in my household. And, you know, so many people talk about their kids being pulled between two households, like it's some big drama. But the fact of the matter is, when they go to school, every day your kid gets up and go to school, guess what, he's got to navigate a whole new system. If they go to soccer, and they have a coach that's a jerk, or a coach that's really inspirational, got news for you. That's just navigating a new system for them. The other household is just a new system for them and kids will understand it. Yeah, there's going to be bumps and bruises along the way, but I want you to think of your household and the other household as two different systems they have to navigate. And if anybody knows about navigating inflexible systems, it's the military family because <laughs> you get what you get. This is your housing. This is your allowance. This is your uniform. This is your whatever. You know, you can't go John back at command and say, you know, I don't like this and I don't like that. You know, you'll be bounced off the base faster than, you know, your head will spin. So having them navigate these two systems are just what it is. We teach our children to navigate the military system along with us navigating the military system because that is what is. Now, this doesn't condone, you know, abuse or physical or emotional or sexual abuse, but this just says to us really clearly, you got one system in your household, one system at school, one system at soccer, one system at the other household. Keep your yap shut and just say, you know what? That's what they do at their house. This is not what we do here. 
year. That's sufficient. That is enough. This is Sandra Beck from Military Mom Talk Radio. Robin Boyd has the day off. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some more practical statements because saying, you know, disparaging the other parents, we get the big ones, but it's the little sneaky stuff that parents do. And what do you do when you don't disparage the other parent and the other parent does? That one was a hard one for me. I got it. I knew how to keep my yap shut, except for on the radio. I didn't know how to do it at home, and I didn't know what to do when it happened to me. So we are visiting today with Rosalind Sadaka. She is a high-conflict specialist, high-conflict divorce, high-conflict parenting, and co-parenting. When we come back from the break, we're going to learn some more great answers on what to do when the other parent disparages you. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and this is Military Mom Talk Radio. Robin Boyd has the day off, and we are visiting with Rosalind Sadaka. And we're talking today about high-conflict relationships, high-conflict divorce, high-conflict co-parenting. The easiest way I can explain it to anyone is that the person you are, were, or was married to is mostly just a really big jerk. You know, when I hear my... (laughs) girlfriends talking about you know the person that they are have been or will be or were married to and you hear everybody just go what a jerk what a a what a this what a that 
and they don't get it. Those were the things that I heard over and over. And I'm like, that's my non, you know, therapeutical way of talking about the people we're talking to today. They just are a jerk and they're a jerk to you. They're a jerk to your kids a lot of times. And um, when you divorce one of these people, uh, Rosalind, and this is the one thing that I was pretty unprepared for. I thought getting divorced would ratchet down the conflict. I thought, okay, mm-hmm. I'm out of the household. I'm out of this. But in my case, the domestic violence, physical domestic violence happened two years after the divorce. It happened, you know, the, the parental alienation, which is fancy words for calling your partner a jerk to your kids and, and trying to make them hate you. All of that happened years after the divorce. You know, it was really crazy because I thought divorce was supposed to fix some of these things, but it actually made it worse. And I'd love your take on that. Yeah, well, what what happens is that when someone who is used to being in control loses control and starts feeling that they don't have the control because things are no longer easy for them to manipulate, their anger builds up and they use whatever other resources they have at their disposal. So um, trying to alienate the kids and, and bash, bash the mom or um, whoever else is responsible and, and really um, do a number on your head trying to tell alienate the kids from you basically is, is what's happening is a very common reaction to someone who has lost control and um, before or after the divorce, the alienation is very prevalent because it's the one thing, children are the easiest pawn that we have when in a divorce. The easiest way to hurt your ex if you're a parent is, is through the children. And so unfortunately that becomes a very strong tool and you can, very often, you're helpless to do anything about it. You need to really be able to be yourself and let your kids see because children will watch and learn. And even if you're not saying anything to them, they're watching your behavior, getting the message. And it, it may take time for the children to grow up, but usually they will turn against that alienating parent because they see them for what they are and very often be very angry as adults at parents who kept them from their other parents, who twisted and distorted information, who told lies and disparaged the other other parent. But unfortunately, that's a long time to wait when you're a parent who is the victim of this kind of circumstances. So you did a very good job in standing up for yourself and letting the kids understand that dad is dad and you're your mom and Life may be a little different in both households, but they they know they can they have you there to love them and to support them, and I think that strength is something that's making a big difference for your children, don't you? Absolutely, I do. You know, some of the things that I teach my kids, you know, because one of the things that's so hard for kids in high conflict, anything, you know, divorce, co-parenting or marriage is they don't know which parent to trust. So I've always said to my kids, you know, guys, you guys have that great brain God gave you. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to listen to your dad. You know, you can make the decision, you know, what you think. And it wasn't just shifting responsibility. It was empowering them, you know, Mm -hmm. and I taught them 
to do the head check, heart check, gut check. You know, when dad or mom, and I always put both of us in this, when dad or mom says something, I want you to listen with your ears and check, does it sound okay in my head? Does it feel okay in my heart? Does it feel okay in my tummy? And I teach them like our tummy has a brain, you know, because it tells Mm -hmm. us, you know, when... I got one who's a chronic stomach ache kid when things aren't right. So listen to your head, head check, heart check, gut check. Um, and then the other thing I ask them to do is just to take a breath and go, just because dad says it doesn't make it true. Just because mommy says it doesn't make it true. And the truth will always come out. And I know it's these are really big life, life lessons for your kids. But you know what? They got to learn them at some point. And I'm sorry if your kids like mine have to lo- learn them at four, five, six years old or seven, eight, nine years old or 17, 18, 19. These are all lessons we have to learn to become adults. And, you know, a lot of times, Rosalind, my kids will say things like, well, that's not fair. Dad Dad called you a name. That's not fair. Dad said you're fat. Dad said you're ugly. Dad says you're stupid. Dad said your thing. At first, I was like stabbed in the heart because I'm like, why is my ex telling my children these awful things? And then I realized, you know what? It's just another game. It's just another whatever. And if I don't react, it actually makes the other partner look ridiculous. That's because. Right. If- You're teaching your kids in your elementary school not to bully. This is what happened in my house. True story, um, Rosalind. My ex was saying some things that were really, really unkind, untrue, and unfair. And we were walking out of the school concert one day, and there was a bullying poster, you know, that says, we don't bully. Mm -hmm. And my little guy, he's like six or seven, pointed to it, and he goes, you know, Mom, he goes, Dad bullies you. He wow. calls you names. He says things behind your back. And he said, what are you going to do about it? Who are you going to report it to? And I said, well, mm-hmm. you know, mommy can report it to the social worker. Mommy can report it to the police or mommy can report it to the judge. But right now we're just going to take the wind out of the bully and we're not going to give him any time. If that word goes in one ear and out the other, you don't have to defend me. He can just say it. They're just words. And you don't have to respond to every word somebody says about you or me or anybody else. And that's a lesson we need to teach all of our children. And if it has to be the example of the dad or the mom, it could be the brother or sister. So you just roll with what these things are and kind of turn them into life lessons for your kids because they got to learn them anyway. That's right. And I I love that because... I always tell clients to look for the gift in the circumstances, in the divorce. There always is. There is a life lesson there. And if you learn it and can share it with your children, then you and your children have actually grown and developed and become better, sharper, more resourceful, more responsible adults. And that's really the gift you want to give your children is to, is to grow up to be the best adults they can be and arm them with the tools like that so that they can go through life and handle crisis because we can't protect our children from all the crises in life. So that, those life lessons are so important, and your kids will be stronger and more capable of coping with crazy people as, as they encounter them in the world. And they'll thank you. As adults, my son came to me as a young adult in his early 20s and said, thank you, Ma, for the way you handled the divorce. 
so many of my friends were so angry about that their parents divorce and they hate their parents and I just want to tell you that you and dad did a great job with it and that's an outcome that I want everyone to have whatever level and whatever their circumstances are that just know that if you're following your heart and your head at, at the same time you're going to be making wiser decisions that are going to have more optimal outcomes for everyone involved. Well, I can share a story. I'm not going to name names, but a naval commander that I know had a dad like my kid's dad. And he said to me, you know what, San? He said, if you are stable, if you are, because his mother was the stable, she was the rock. She was Mm -hmm. the, you know, like the emotional barometer in the household. She was the psychological parent, you know, in in shrink terms. Um, And he said, I always knew no matter how crazy my dad got, I could count on my mom. And he said, your kids will be fine because they can count on you. And yes. for nothing else, then if you take nothing away from today's shows, moms, know that if you are somebody your kids can count on, that means you show up for them, you listen to them, you don't put them in positions that they've got to choose, you support them, you validate them, you say, I know how you feel, honey, I understand so much of that wind is taken out of the high conflict personality when it comes to your kids and your kids will be okay you know that's the one thing that was so hard for me Rosalind is I was so afraid my kids were going to be so messed up from this stuff because I could see it you know and then I thought what if Mm -hmm. they carry this through their lifetime well how about this I'm the parent what can I do to ease their confusion what can I do to ease their suffering it's no different than your kid having cancer or your kid being born with some challenge. You get in there and you learn about it as best you can and you compensate. And that's all you need to do. That is enough. I totally agree. And that's the gift that you're giving them. So at your darkest points, remember that, that you are role modeling for your children ways to be a better human being, and they will thank you for that because they will see it. The contrast is is so dramatic; it'll it'll impact them on a life altering way, and that's the difference that you're giving them in in their lives. Absolutely, the best way to counter bad behavior is be the best parent you know how to be. There's tons Absolutely. of resources out there. There are books, there are webinars, there are um, all sorts of things. You can look at my website. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, my website, childcentereddivorce.com is filled with uh, resources and tools and information, courses and programs. And I have a free book for everyone right on the home page on post-divorce parenting for those who, who need that support. So don't ever feel alone and know that there's a lot of help. And I have programs and courses as well for dating after divorce for those who are single, starting over, and want to make better choices next time around. Great. I want to thank you, Rosalind Sadaka, for being our guest today. Uh, This is Sandra Beck from Military Mom Talk Radio. Next week, we're going to meet with Dr. Joni Bramer. She's down at Camp Pendleton, and she services a lot of our military families. We're going to be talking about military family issues, more on military family issues next week. So you're going to want to tune in. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, Rosalind Sadaka's name, our guest today, is spelled S. 
E-D-A-C-C-A, ChildCenteredDivorce.com is her website. Uh, for Military Mom Talk Radio, TogiNet Radio, Global Broadcasting Networks, and Military Radio Network, I'd like to thank you for listening today. And tune in next week for Dr. Jody Bramer. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.